0: Welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with TheIndiaCast.com. My name is Abhishek and this issue's cover focuses on the world of private equity and it examines how it has changed over the course of the last decade or so. On the call to talk about her cover story is Deepthi Choudhury, Senior Assistant Editor. Hi Deepthi. thanks a lot for joining in.
1: Hi Abhishek, thank you so much.
0: Before we start talking about your cover story, Deepak, could you please give a brief background of what private equity is 101 and how big is it, if in fact it is in India? How big is it in India?
1: So, private equity investors are a group of investors who are basically professionals who invest capital on behalf of other deep pocketed people, which could be foundations, which could be grant functions, or some such. So we have more than 20 active private equity investors in the country. And the returns are pretty high. They expect returns of about 25% IRR, that is internal rate of return. This is what private equity is. Private equity firms are essentially a group of professionals who invest capital into listed and unlisted companies to generate returns over a period of five to seven years.
0: And this is big money, isn't it? You have angel investors, then you have venture capitalists, and then you have private equity players who bet in tens of millions or perhaps sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars when they pour that money into an idea.
1: Right so essentially in india it's a decade old industry and uh, just a very average number that i can give to you is that these people invest about 10 billion every year in india over the last one decade they have invested about 80 to 85 billion in india
0: So that's reasonably big. In spite of that, you say that although it is only 10-year-old industry as such, their role has been changing in the last few years. Could you give me a brief background to our listeners as to what change are you talking about here and what your cover story is about?
1: So, Abhishek private equity industry in India is very new. And if you look at the majority of investors that we have, they are global funds like the KKR, Carlyle, TPG, Blackstone, you know, those kinds who really run the show here. So this industry came from the U.S. to India because of the growth that we had in our country at that time, you know, when India was growing at 7%, 8%, 9%. So when it started, it was a carbon copy of what the U.S. private equity was, which is minority investments. Minority investments mean that you take stakes of less than 50%. And typically, 70% of the PE deals in India are about, you know, 20 to 30% stake. So that was the model, which was a carbon copy of the U.S. model. But over the last 10 years, because returns are not happening, because people are not able to exit those companies, those investments, the private equity investors now are saying that we cannot imitate the U.S. model in India. India is a unique market. It's an emerging market. Business is very difficult to do in India because of various issues. You know, setting a business takes a lot of licensing, a lot of hurdles that come into place. So now changing the model according to what India needs. So pure play minority stakes are not working. So now they are either betting heavily on a seasoned executor who gets an expertise of 20, 30 years, is starting a company in an industry that this person knows inside, out of, or they are creating JVs, or they are taking over companies, or if they're not taking over companies, they are starting at a level when they take a minority stake. But eventually, in years to come, they will become a majority stakeholder in the company, which effectively means that they will run the company.
0: So they have a little more involvement in the company that they invest in as compared to what happens in the West, perhaps.
1: Right. So in the U.S., if you see, you have clear two roles for private equity firms. One is buyouts. They do complete buyouts, which is a very big market. Or you have the minority stake investment. In India, we don't do buyouts because Indian promoters don't give, give away companies of the overall 10 billion that comes every year, only about 5% goes into buyouts. Buyouts are only 5% of Indian tea. Indian promoters are extremely shy of saying that they are selling out.
0: Can I give a couple of examples just to somewhere where you can say that, alright, these private equity players are doing things a little differently than they were, say, seven or eight years back? One example that you mentioned in the story is how Vishal Bali, who was the former group executive of Fortis Healthcare, he was asked to lead the healthcare deals in India for TPG, which is a private equity group. So you mentioned about how a person can bring in expertise from his own field. That didn't happen is what I'm guessing initially, but it has started to happen now. So are there any examples that come to mind?
1: Yeah, just to give you an example, like KKR. The KKR is one of the biggest investors in the country. They have three or four models of investments in India, they can do private equity, they can do debt, they can do a combination of the two. So they can do nine something, they can do a pure play debt, they can also do a private equity. So when a company comes to them, for example, Arkin goes to them, or Apollo went to them for that matter, they have all tools of capital available in terms of what can suit a promoter as well as a business proposition. So for example, when Apollo went to KKR, Apollo had particular requirements. And KKR had all those pools of capital that could go into catering to the needs of Apollo. So if Apollo said, I don't want to give away equity, they had debt tools available. And that's how the transaction happened. So that is one example of how PE firms are going out of their way to cater to various funding needs of a promoter. If it is a good promoter, they will do anything to get into that company, either by equity or by debt, which is not happening in India. Because any debt by foreign companies is not allowed in India, so they have to create an Indian vehicle. Another one such example is Everstone. Everstone is a very good private equity firm in the country. While they have Everstone is a PE play, they, along with other PE firms, have created an NBXC called Indostar. So where people want debt, they can go to Indostar. If they want PE something, they can go to Everstone.
0: Right. The way of doing business in India is clearly different as compared to, let's say, in the U.S. And the common thread, although, between the West and India is that, private equity is perceived to be everything that is rich about business or capitalism because it is said that these players can make big money when they exit but I read that in 2013 in your report you say that uh, private equity investors stared at losses in the range of 27 to 33% when they are actually expected to make up to 30% on their exits and even in the go-go years of your 2005 to 2007 they did not do too well so is it hard to make money in this industry uh, for India or is it just that we are just 10 years old so we are just finding our field there? Well,
1: we have had some amazing exits also, so it's going to be difficult to say that P investments don't make money in the country. They do, of course. But what has happened really is that the time that was estimated for exits hasn't panned out that way. The P investments, when they happen, people expect exits in five years or seven years at the max. But in India, companies have not grown. And also, we have to realize that India has gone through two downturns. We are now having a stable government, so we need to see what happens next. In the context of all this, the exit horizon has stretched by over a decade. Now is the time when exit will happen. So it's not fair to say that this industry is not doing good enough or it cannot generate returns because it just so happened in those 10 years, we saw everything. We saw a golden period, we saw two downturns, and we had unstable or rather weak government And now is when everything seems stable. The next two years are what we need to see before we give a verdict on private equity in India.
0: Right. And one of the other things that you also write is that uh, a deal which would typically take six to eight months to close now takes up to 18 months. What are some of the reasons for that then?
1: So, you know, earlier what used to happen was that PE firms would completely rely on the investment banker and their lawyers for a transaction. Now, because, you know, we have seen so many cases of corporate governance going, hey, haywire, people picking up books. And fee firms becoming a little cautious of what is being shown to them right now. They are actually becoming extremely cautious of the due diligence. So now the due diligence goes to the extent of the background of the promoter. What does he do? Does he gamble? Does he smoke? Does he tell you right? So it goes to that extent. And then, you know, you have the business uh, checks. They'll talk to the vendors, they'll talk to the clients, they'll talk to the friends, everybody. So that level of due diligence is so severe, it's so high, it's so intense, it can't be done overnight and they're no longer relying on one or two companies to vote for them. They are taking multiple companies for this.
0: Is this typical to India or this kind of rigorous diligence, for instance, the personal life of a promoter is as important as the bottom line that he is claiming on his p l
1: It's a lesson they have learned in India. That's why you see cases where they are even suing the consultancy firms. So it's a very India-specific, very emerging market trade.
0: Right. And last couple of questions. Uh, this is, is, is where do you see uh, this industry going in the next few years?
1: So I'll the report here, and I'll tell you what firms are telling me. So everybody is extremely bullish in India. The traction of India as a investment destination has not gone off. And the reasons are very clear. That, you know, we are the second largest population in the world. We are a country full of young, aspiring Indians. Our incomes are rising. So these are all the factors that attract P firms. So P firms are here to stay. There's no doubt. So nobody's leaving India in a hurry. People who are here, the large firms that have been committed to the country, they continue to be committed. C this report says that in about a decade time, PE industry could be about annually about 25 million, which is 10 now. So it's going to be really, really Difficult to say that there is somebody who is not happy with India. Yes, we haven't given returns, but we will, because the market was also against us. There is no economy that has gone through two downturns in one go as a new market. And P firms are extremely bullish in India. Nobody is leaving India. KKR is investing. Carlisle is investing. All these people are investing. We have our homegrown funds who are doing very well. Tata Caps are doing well. Dara is investing. ICsi Venture is very active. I think this industry is here to stay.
0: True, and when you type... Uh... Private Equity India in Google News. The headlines today are profitable exits in sight for PE firms. Or Standard Chartered set to plan $500 million private equity sale. And ENY reckons that uh, these PE players and VCs have invested 4.9 billion in the first six months uh, this year itself. Okay. So yes, that summarizes what you just said. Thanks a lot, Dipti, for your time. This was great. Thank you very much.
1: Thanks, Abhishek. And before we
0: log off, all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes. To have somebody call you from Forbes for a Forbes India subscription, just message Forbes to 51818.